Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 141 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is January. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the January Princess, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? I forgot our topic today was January, so when you said it, I'm like, what do you mean January? I was a little confused. <laughs> I wonder if the listeners are as well, but we will get to there. Hang with us. There's actually a method to this okay so um, what, what, what what uh what topic have you prepared i'm intrigued i should probably preface this that i wrote this script like two weeks ago <laughs> i was trying to get ahead so i just forgot okay i did it i did that i wrote the script before uh well before christmas so yeah ahead of the game i was trying to because i knew um i had a really really busy finish to 2021 yeah we're in 2022 right yep Okay, I had a really busy, 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 busy finish to 2021. So first off, um, I launched the Kindle Vela series, uh, co-written with Miranda McLeod. And um, toot toot. Thank you, thank you. And as we're recording this, um, earlier today when I checked it, it was ranked 53 out of all the series in Kindle Vela. So that's that's I've never been in the top 100 of. I mean, I've been in the top like 100 of like lesbian fiction or lesbian, but this is all Kindle Vela. All right. Excellent. Toot toot. I mean, Double I, toot toot for you. I'm not sure how big the audience is, but I'm still going to pat myself on the back because, yeah. like, even if there's only five readers, that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> live maths, everyone. TB does live maths again and fails. Uh, but, no, yeah, that's uh, that's very exciting. And, yes, you'll have, to, um, you'll have to tell us all about how it works. Like, maybe we can do an episode on how it's going in a couple of months yeah let me get some more data because i still don't know what like the dollar amounts are of payments and everything like it's still a mystery to us and as part of my script here is going to go into we'll, we'll share some of the fails we've already had with kindle vela but i would like to say uh for those outside of the u.s we just released the first bundle of uh episodes that um you could buy direct from us now uh, because remember, this is only available in the U.S., and so uh, we need to come up with other ways for other people to get it. And one of the things with Kindle Vela is you can put it on a website behind a paywall. Like I can't give them out, but uh, you can put it on your website on a uh, behind a paywall. So it's up on PayHip, so they can now buy the first uh, twenty episodes from us directly. So no one's left out at the moment. We did make a big mistake on the rollout of our Kindle Vela series because um, neither one of us knew that you could get reviews on these. We knew about the thumbs up. We knew about the follows. We knew about the faves. And, um, we knew in order to get a fave, people had to use uh, coins that they purchased, not the free tokens that they get. Because I think when I signed up for Kindle Vela, I got like 500 free tokens. So we knew all about that, but we... We learned the hard way that uh, readers can review the series <laughs> by receiving a two-star review by someone who hated the uh, character Taylor after 1,000 words and literally demanded that Taylor die, which honestly I found really funny 
I found the review, I mean, it's a bit harsh to, after a thousand words to want to kill somebody, but I also found it funny. But then we were like, oh, wait, they can leave reviews? <laughs> we should have had our art team on this. <laughs> so um, we, we put out a plea to our readers, and um, we now have 26 reviews at the, rec- at the time of this recording, and we have now earned uh, our, our spot in the top 100, so... That is a great relief, and it's nice to know that people are receiving it. Not everyone's enjoying the Vela format, obviously, because it's different, and Amazon has not done a very good job of rolling it out, because even though it's called Kindle Vela, you can't read it on your Kindle. Love it. Yeah, So that, that is just bizarre, isn't it? I And I don't understand. They launched it in January, oh, not January, July. They launched it in July, and they still haven't launched it to other countries yet. I'm really curious what's going on behind the scenes. Like, what's causing the rollout delay? I'm going to guess COVID. Okay. I can't really say anything against that because, I mean, that's causing problems on every front. <laughs> Speaking of launch news, uh, I also released the latest Lizzie book. I think I think we mentioned it on one of our final recordings that it came out right before Thanksgiving. And you may remember me sharing an incident with my blurb when it first went live. It posted with all the code instead of the actual, like, blurb. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That should have been my first clue that this Lizzie launch was going to go tits up really quickly. Um, after a week or so, I noticed that Lizzie wasn't on the charts anymore. And by charts, I mean like the lesbian fiction chart and the lesbian romance chart. At The day before, I was in the top 20 because it was a rather new release. And then the next day, it was just gone. And when I went to see what the rank was, because I was like, well, how did it fall 80 slots? <laughs> overnight because that's like a dramatic that is dramatic yeah so i was like well what is it ranked at now and then i realized i didn't have a rank the book was still available on the amazon store but in the u.s market it didn't have a rank and as it turned out amazon was experiencing major glitches with new releases during this time and they just started de-ranking books and it hit quite a few sapphic uh fiction books when I first sent an email, I got a response saying, well, we'll try to handle this in the next couple of days. Two days later, I got, I've tried everything I can do. I have to kick this higher up. Um, we're hoping to get it resolved in a week. A week went by. Basically, out of the first 30 days, which is a really crucial mark for the new release, a new release because it could go on the new release uh, chart, um, about 10 to 15 of those days was completely deranked. So it wasn't showing up on charts. Visibility was gone. It was just down to me and my own marketing to get the book in front of people. Long story short, Amazon killed Lizzie. That launch, I mean, it's, it's, it's like I shouldn't have even released it. It just didn't do anything. No, well, I'm very, I'm very sorry for you that that happened. Uh, and yeah, but it is a it is a problem, isn't it? That's been hitting um, a lot of uh, lesbian, well, lesbian fiction books uh, in, in the charts. I know Melissa, Therese has had a book uh, that that happened to. I know Monica McCallan had a book that happened to. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of well-known lesbian authors have all mm-hmm. had their books uh, deranked. So, it I don't know if that makes it any easier to take that. Um, you know, it that wasn't, you, I, I, you're not I, alone. It wasn't, it wasn't the Christmas gift I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's been nice behind the scenes. The authors, because I think Cheyenne Blue was affected. Um, Jay was affected. And a, a lot of us behind the scenes are kind of helping each other. So that's always nice that we can rally around each other. But it was it was hard to take. I actually um, 
recently penned a post that's going to appear on iHeartListic tomorrow. I was writing about like how it made me feel <laughs> and how I connect it to Mickey Mouse. There okay. is a connection. Okay. There is a connection. But, um, but yeah, it was just one of those things where like it, it's part of the business. Not everything goes according to plan. I mean, when we launch a book, things can go wrong. This is the first time I've had this issue. This is just part of the indie life. Ari, I, I mean, it was affecting, it wasn't just lesbian fiction books. It was affecting a lot of books all over the place. Oh, yeah, you, no, no, no. But, I don't think they were being homophobic. I don't think this was a, no, a strike against no. uh, lesbian fiction. No, but... It was something in their, their, their bots went crazy and started just deranking stuff, and it was, like, very random because, like, a lot of other books that were released around the same time weren't affected, so I don't know what it was. I hope I don't experience it again. Yeah. But on the good news front, over my Christmas holiday, because we had a few weeks off from on this, so I binged a few TV shows, including Shetland. Yay! So, while Amazon was murdering Lizzie, I got to hear Scottish people say murder. Wow. Wait, I can't do it. Can you do it? That is a win. Murder. Yeah, so that made me feel a little better. So that was, that was you know... Not everything I've done since we've last spoke, but that's a good enough catch-up for now. Yes. Well, I'm glad that you got to hear Scottish people say murder. Um, over on this side of the pond, I had a I had a, quite a mixed December, really. Uh, I think I got a load of... I went on a writing rampage, let's say, uh, at the beginning of December. I think I wrote 25 or 30,000... I can't remember exactly, but 25, 30,000 words in a week. So I was in like... In a week? Yes. I was like killing it. This is what I do. I just like write, you know, let's do it. And I set a set a goal and then I go for it. Uh, and I think I think it was because I knew that I was going to have to go and do some look after my mum and dad for a bit. And I think I was home alone as well. My wife was in Australia. So I was just like, let's get this shit done. So I kind of had a, a solo writing retreat at, at my own house, um, which was great. Um, but then um, I had to go and look after my mum and dad. So I didn't get that much done that week. And then we came back. And then there was just, it was lead up to Christmas. So I don't know, nothing, not as much gets done then, does it? And then it was Christmas, which we had a nice time. But then we got back and then I just wasn't, I couldn't get back in the swing of it. And then my wife got COVID. <laughs> and then, you know, I was trying to avoid COVID because one in 15 people had it in London. So, and still, still probably do. So it's been a funny time. However, however, this week I've got back into the, back into the writing saddle. I've been smashing out 3,000 words a day. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay, first of all, congrats on getting the words. But no, mm. not first of all. Second of all, second mm. of all, good on the words. How's your wife? Uh, she's 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 getting better, thank you. Yes. She's, that she's... should have been my first of all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but numbers. <laughs> she's in self-isolation. Um, she's, uh, she's a bit coffee and sniffly, but not too bad. It could be worse. She's vaccinated, so, you know. Uh, but yes, we had a we had a nice Christmas, as I said though. Um, and I will say uh, as well that in one of the end of year polls, TB, this podcast wasn't it? This was a nice little flip. It did make me laugh. We were ranked number forty seven of the top hundred LGBT podcasts in the world. I mean, you know what? I take these uh, rankings with a pinch of salt because uh, a couple in the top ten were actually no longer um, podcasts. So it did make me laugh. But who doesn't like to make a, a end of year rundown? Wow, this, this this makes the whole Lizzie situation a bit easier to swallow. <laughs> we came 47 in a list that had two dead podcasts in the top 10. 
can you say murder with a Scottish accent? <laughs> <laughs> that'll be back in my happy place. <laughs> but what, what I'm seeing, you can see it in two different ways. I see it as we made the top 50, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I will say as well, you know, it was very funny because I think Kindle had a bit of a had a bit of a thing on at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of 2022, um, where it just didn't, I could see my books were selling, but the money hadn't hit my dashboard, right? So oh, it's been slow, hasn't it? Yeah, like it just really slow at the beginning of the year, right? So I had this, it made me laugh, my mindset made me laugh, because I just thought, oh, okay. So I had a pretty good year in 2021, but clearly 2022, it's not going to be as good okay, I might have to come up with some new strategies. And, you know, I just immediately thought, well, that's it then. Think shit is over. I need to I need to find out how I'm going to make the money this year. And then the next day, all the money came in that had been lagging. And I was like, okay, is this a good lesson to share? I've been at this eight years and I still catastrophize when things go wrong for a day or two. So uh, just remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint, everyone. Yes, I agree, but I I have also noticed that on my dashboard, I'm like, wait, I'm selling this amount, but I only made $5 yesterday? (laughs) I don't understand how this is working out. And then when I went to check my accounts this morning, I was like, there's the money. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Um, And the other exciting thing that has happened while we've been away is I got a new desk lamp, TB. Do I seem more illuminated to you? Wow. Have you named your desk lamp? I haven't, no. I don't really feel it needs a name. I name everything. You know this. Come I on. I do. I do. But look, I'll show you. This is really bad for a, for a podcast. But can you see? It's like got dimmable. Yes. Very exciting. Wow. But do you know what? So you can set mood lighting. Yes, mood lighting. For podcast. <laughs> but for about the last three or four years, well, I've had this desk lamp since I've had this house. So maybe, well, not quite that long, but a good few years. And every time I turn it on, it has blinded me <laughs> and not really given me very good light especially for like Zoom, any Zoom things I do. So I've got myself a new desk lamp. It's just these little things that make your world a better place. Can we just call it Roscoe's friend? No. Is Roscoe still alive? Look, Roscoe is still alive. Very much so. For those who don't remember, Roscoe is the plant she got in 2020 when I was with her. Yes. All those years ago. Yes. (laughs) And a few leaves have died and a few new ones have come up, but I think we're left at the end of it with about the same amount as we started. It looks nice and shiny. He's doing well. Yeah, he's doing all right. There we are. So uh, let's get into comments. What you got? All right. First up, uh, I should mention that I'm a bit out of practice with comments. So um, it wasn't until uh, minutes before I hopped on this call that I remembered that we have an email account and a Twitter account, and I haven't checked either. Oops. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I need to get back into the swing of things. It's only the 4th of January. I'm not I'm not fully functioning yet. I'm sorry. All right. So first up, we have a comment from Islet, and this comment is for you, Claire. So put your listening ears up. <laughs> Islet says, I will say that as an actress, which is Islet's profession, Claire has great potential after you read her long comment with such feeling and you, you, if you just handled it like a pro. But Islet has a tip for you because you were, you had mentioned that you had been on a movie set where you weren't able to drink booze and it was just flavored, no, it wasn't even flavored, it was just colored water. Islet's tip is next movie, bring your own booze. I'm kidding, of course, or am I? I don't think she's kidding. I don't, well, I hope she's not. I like that tip a lot. And, um, you know, my, my potential for my acting career was, um, you know, noticed when I was 10, when I was uh, 
the narrator. Actually, no, my, my potential for my acting career was never noticed, but my potential for reading things aloud was. <laughs> but I didn't have any booze on when I was 10. But yeah, next time I'll definitely take a hit, take a hit flask. Now I'm curious what drunk 10-year-old Claire would say. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've missed an opportunity in life. Yeah. But up next, up next we have a comment from Kathy. Kathy says, I love the books that both of you write. The characters are always well-developed. Your descriptions are full and tantalizing. And the situations you put your character characters in are often hilarious. I very much enjoy the podcast, which allows us to get to know you a little better. But, TB... You have got to stop hating everything about yourself. You are a very talented writer. Not everything, not everyone can do that. Be proud and accept that you're actually good at something. And this podcast continues to inspire new writers out there every week. It's time to own up to the good that you do. And Claire, keep up the great work. You put the fun and warmth into this podcast. You two are a perfect team. Kathy. Thank you. That was a lovely comment. And it really hit right at the right time because Lizzie was falling apart. So I really appreciate it. It was like Kathy had my back on that one. So I, she, it was, it meant a lot. She did. All right. So we have another comment from Lauren. Lauren says, hi, I'm a fan of the Lesbians Who Write podcast that you do with Claire Lydon. I'm only up to episode 28 and the next available one on Apple Podcasts is episode 39. I was wondering if you knew how I could listen to the ones in between. The weird thing with our podcast host is like you can only store a hundred episodes on the different platforms, but on our website, you can always go to our website, lesbianswhowrite.com, and all of the episodes are there. Type in the search bar what episode number you want, and it should populate. So I just wanted to remind people that I, I didn't realize this was going to be a problem, but apparently people binge listen to all of our episodes. I was like, oh, a hundred, that's, that's plenty. Yeah. Who's gonna listen to more than a hundred? <laughs> people can't Apparently get. people are. People can't get enough of us, TB, and uh, we, we we just have to accept our adoration and uh, move on. You know. Yeah. So yes, if you visit our website, all the episodes are there. Yes, and do go and visit the website um, because you know there's pictures of us and there's all, all manner of jollity. Go and comment uh, on the episodes. But also, you know, I would say that all the beginning episodes are very in depth and we were we were full of the joys of spring in the first uh, 50, weren't we? Oh, absolutely. We, the pearls of wisdom we were just rolling out of us. Yeah. But um, I have one more comment before I hand it over to you. Uh, we have a comment from Karen who was responding to our number 47 ranking on the LGBTQ podcast list that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Karen says, you two are hilarious together. Love listening to you both. So thank you very much, Karen. Lovely comment. Thank you, Karen. Lots of lovely comments this week. Yes, lots. Uh, And I've got one more. Uh, Con emailed me about my book, Christmas in Mistletoe, but also added a thank you for uh, your the podcast, um, which she finds entertaining as well as informative. Now, I'm assuming she meant this one. She could have meant the other one, of course, but uh, I, I'm giving it to this one. I'll give it to both. Yeah, both. We'll, we'll, we'll spread the love. Yeah. Spread the love. Okay, before we move on to what January means to us, uh, we have two Bias of Coffee updates. Oh, exciting. Um, Liz uh, wrote, she bought us a coffee and wrote Claire and TV happy holidays you two always make me smile I look forward to your podcast each week so we appreciate the support Liz and Islet's back Islet uh, bought us don't drink uh, bought us some uh, coffees and said don't drink them all at once okay I can't guarantee that because um, well it's been a rough year 
I've got to drink my hip flask first, and then I'll drink the coffees. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or if you get a, a whiskey or something, can you put it in the coffee? Yes, you can. A sweetener, as my dad would say. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't have to separate them. All right. That's it. That's it for comments this week. There was a lot, and I didn't even have all of them. <laughs> No, I, I've even kept some back for next time round, TV. Even I'm getting comments. Check me out. Look at you. Right, let's get on to um, the topic, which is January. Now, the question was, what does January mean to you? Now, um, I will say January has a lot of critics. Um, you know, I used to fall into that category until about five years ago when I decided to reframe January, and it's worked for me ever since. So... Um, now I positively look forward to January. I revel in January. I love its climate. I love its length. I love everything about it. I've made it a month that I genuinely look forward to, and I still shake my head at the people putting them through themselves through hell, TB, getting through January. Why? January has so much to offer. What do you think? I came at this question a bit differently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew you already loved January. So when you... When you posed this question to me, I wasn't sure how to respond to it because I've never thought of it before. It's weird. 47 years and I've never thought, like, what does January mean to me? So I did what any normal person in our day and age did. I Googled it. <laughs> so I typed in, what does January mean? <laughs> and I came up with a history tidbit I did not know. So... Um, January was named for the Roman god Janus, known as the protector of gates and doorways, who symbolizes beginnings and endings. Janus is depicted with two faces, one looking into the past, and the other with the ability to see into the future. I thought that was interesting. Well, that I've is... never known that's what January is. Do you know what? Uh, I, I, my heart did sink a little bit there when you said you'd come up with a historical tidbit. I was like, oh no, here we go. But actually, that's quite interesting. As are all historical tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Claire's coming out 2022 swinging. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but I thought that was an interesting way to think about it. And I know we're just baby stepping into 2022. It's January 4th, as we mentioned. Let's say it'll be, it, we're recording this on the 4th. It'll be the 10th when this comes out. Yes. So I know we're just barely into the new year, but... 2021 and all the shittiness isn't that far in the rearview mirror and um it's been the last month has been a hit on many levels because you know COVID is raging again and there's been a lot of political stuff going on and um so it's been hard and when you asked me what January what I thought about January my first thought was like fuck off Claire I don't want to <laughs> think about January things are hard right now <laughs> But um, after I found that, I, after the historical tidbit, it kind of, you know, shifted my mindset a bit. And um, I was never one who put a lot into January. I, I was never one who did, like, the New Year's resolutions. I was always kind of hesitant about that. But then since COVID hit, I've been even more hesitant about Januarys because we keep hoping the years are going to get better and they just kind of don't. So I was nervous to answer this question but now i decided since you made me think about it i was thinking about this over our break and you made me think about it and i decided that this is the year i'm gonna try to stay positive okay i had the lizzie debacle but i survived covid's not going well but you know 
we're still here. I'm learning to take setbacks without, you know, that feeling like an utter failure. And I just decided, you know what? Life is too short. We're learning that daily. And there's 12 months each year. We should enjoy them all. I've decided this is the year I'm going to be positive. Well, I applaud that. I applaud that. Yes, definitely. Because I think that, you know, as I said in my intro, I know a lot of people use January to get over get over the excess of Christmas, right? Or, or the excess of whatever you celebrate in, in December. There are lots of different holidays. And I a lot of people use it to, they've run out of money, they stop drinking, they stop eating all the food they like, they go to the gym, which they hate. Um, and I just don't get it. Because it's, it's, you know, if you look at it, from a from a high level january has it's cold uh, where we are in the northern hemisphere um and it's a lot of people don't have any money <laughs> and it's dark it gets dark really early so why would you why would you make it even harder for yourself i've never gotten that even this is even before i became a january evangelist right <laughs> evangelist. I, I would always be the person who was like you know what this weekend is the weekend to go out and have a drink and have a nice meal and you know use the hospitality that no one else is in that's the other reason I liked going out in January I don't like people there was nobody else in the bars and restaurants it was brilliant so I'm talking pre-covid <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking covid out of the equation I'm not talking about this year I'm talking about it in general but when I was thinking about this and how I did reframe January and it made all the difference what I was thinking about this guy um, at university so I went to Keele University and when I went there there was a guy he used to hang around the campus called Neil Baldwin. Now it sounds a bit dodgy, but he was not, he was anything but. He was a bloke in his forties. His mum used to work at the university as a cleaner, um, and he took it upon himself to come and help her out. Like from when this happened, like when he was in his teenage years, and then he just used to come back every year to volunteer um, as a helper to new students. So much so that he was given an honorary membership of the student union. And he was in, in the 2000s, was awarded an honorary degree from Keele University. There's been a documentary and a play made about his life. He's kind of like, he's been a clown. He's a registered clown when he was younger. He was a kit man for Stoke City Football Club. He's met loads of famous people. Um, and when they, they, they made a film of his life, as I said, and they had a, a 70th birthday party for him in um, a few years back at Keele University and um, Gary Lineker went and all these quite famous footballers went because they all knew him and liked him and one of the quotes in his this film of his life was he said I wanted to be happy so I decided I would be and he and it came out that he's just this really positive joyous upbeat character and so I just thought it's a very roundabout way of saying that I decided January would be a good month for me, so it became so. So you can do it too, and it doesn't have to be January. You could do this anytime. Um, I didn't particularly do it because it was New Year. I just decided that January was, was a long, cold month. So what could I do to make it a better month? For me, it's now, it's a way of really starting my writing year with a bang. You know, just like Neil Baldwin, I decided it would work for me. So every year now I go away to Whitstable for a week to a writing retreat in my favourite seaside town and there's no one there. You get the restaurants to yourself, the beach to yourself and you there's nothing else. No one's bothering you. You're away, out of your normal environment and I get loads of work done. Um, and it always does seem longer for some reason, January, doesn't it? 
30, but it's not. It's only 31 days. It's the same as nine, nine, eight months of the year. <laughs> Some of those, TB's like numbers. I don't know numbers. But what I'm saying is that don't put restrictions on yourself. January should teach you not to put restrictions on yourself when you don't need them. These are societally imposed restrictions. You don't need to lose um, lose an amount of weight. You don't need to stop drinking. What you need to do is reframe January or reframe whatever time of year isn't good for you and make it start making it work for you. We should be like Neil. Be more Neil. Yes, we should be like Neil and just decide to be happy and fuck it. Because like, what have we learned in the past few years? Life's hard, but we can still enjoy it. Exactly. And all the, like, we can go watch a sunset. I can watch my Scottish murder shows, which I have. I am now on a Welsh show, murder show. So I found a different accent. I'm like, oh, I love this. So yes, just find the stuff that you love. Murder shows is for me. Yes. <laughs> they make me happy. I was going to say, if you want to watch the film of, of that they made about Neil Baldwin's life, it's called Marvelous. Uh, and it stars Toby Jones, who's quite a famous actor here in the UK. And it's really worthwhile uh, watching. And quite a lot of it was filmed at my university because, you know, that's where he spent a lot of his time. He's still alive. Uh, are you in this film? I'm Did not. Did you have the, the hip flask for this one? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, my acting days, um, I was in a bit of a hiatus on the acting front uh, in the in the uh, mid-90s. But um, I did meet Neil a few times. Um, and quite a few of my mates really do remember him as being like this just, just a larger-than-life character. Uh, I don't really remember him that well. So I could claim I did, but I'd be lying. <laughs> Well, you're already the really happy, bubbly type, so maybe you just didn't notice this guy because that's just how you are. I was too busy walking around with my red nose being a clown. He was actually a registered clown, though. I never knew this until I looked into it on Wikipedia. So we both did use Google and Wikipedia for this episode, but just in different ways. You actually have to register to be a clown? <laughs> you do. What is it? Oh, like he, he went to, he was in a really famous circus, and uh, he was oh, one okay. of the first ever clowns. Okay. Well, I might have to watch this document. You know, I like my documentaries, and I like to learn about um, everyday people. So it's a it's a drama of his life. I think there has been a documentary as well, but marvelous is the drama. Okay, well, I'm all for it. I'll I'll try to find it and drop the link in the show notes if I remember. Okay, but I can't. I'm a, I'm a, I'm old, so I don't know if I'll remember. <laughs> So when this comes out, uh, I will be uh, heading off tomorrow to my writing retreat in uh, Whitstable. And you can do this if you want to. It's not like, you know, uh, I'm not going to a place where it's all uh, done for me. I've just hired an Airbnb house. Uh, and But I set, I set writing times. I write for seven hours a day. And I don't do anything else for a week. I don't think I could do that. I Seven hours, like... A when you do these, like you write a lot of words, and I'm like lucky to get like fourteen hundred out in a day. That's like a really good day for me. When you say you wrote twenty five thousand words in like a week, I'm like, there's no way I could do it. Well, you see, is that putting limitations on yourself though? I'm saying reframe January. Maybe you need to reframe what you can and can't do. But that sounds like hell, and I don't <laughs> want to do that. This is the year of positive, Claire. <laughs> Um, you know, because uh, I think it was two years ago, obviously I didn't go last year because we were in lockdown, um, but I, two years ago I went, no, three years ago actually, I went on my own for the first time uh, and I had to finish a book. I had a deadline. And that was actually, it was necessity that drove me to start this. Um, I think I had 30,000 words to finish and I had to finish it in a week. So 
uh, I went. I hired a house for myself and went to Whitstable and had a lovely time. Went for like really bracing hour-long walks every morning before I started. I gave myself a two and a half hour lunch break. So then I have lunch and then go for another bracing walk and then come back and do another. I think I think the um, I did hit a ten thousand word day, and I had a nine thousand. I did I did ten nine seven six. Yeah, I know I've written a lot of words under a massive deadline, but I just prefer to do it slow and steady. Yeah. I'm more of a slow and steady, and you, you're the one who likes to get them all down really fast, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to tap out 600 <laughs> words and be happy. There you go, you see? <laughs> Everybody's got a different process. You have to find the one that works for you, but um, I just like the, I think I like the habit of it now, and I like, it's, it's something I look forward to in January. Oh, I was going to say, the other thing I normally look forward to in January, but that's just been cancelled, so sad, but we probably wouldn't have been able to go anyway because, you know, COVID. But uh, in the weekend that's just gone, when this comes out, uh, we should have been at the darts on Friday, last Friday night on the 7th of January. We go to the um, the British Darts Championship every January uh, for a night. My mate lives down the road from where it's held. And so we go and watch darts and then we go and stay with my friend for the weekend and we have like a second Christmas. So that's really nice. So this is like, we have... I have my January planned out. I go to darts, I have a nice weekend with my friends and my wife, and then I go to Whitstable on my own or with a writing friend, and then my wife comes down for the for the last night. We go for a nice meal, we go for a walk on the sea. It's lovely. And then we're up to halfway through January, and I've already had such a lovely time. Wow. So January is like your Christmas. I love January. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do want to go to the darts. I, I became quite a fan of darts, because you can't sit in a lot of the pubs, because it without seeing darts because it's on the uh the televisions a lot and um i got quite addicted to it it's, it's very uh when you're watching it and you're like listening to the commentation or commentation commentary there's a lot of drama that i never really knew about darts there is arrows as we call it over here go and see the arrows and uh but yeah no dance is great and um people dress up to go and you get four pint jugs of beer and everyone sings sweet caroline and it's just there's lots of bonhomie and uh, you get to meet loads of people because you have to sit on these big long tables it's not very covid friendly i would have to say <laughs> why sweet caroline uh you know because it's a crowd pleaser you sing other songs mm -hmm. as well well that's the one that they sing at uh fenway for the red sox so i was oh. curious but yes you can't steal it from fenway give it back <laughs> <laughs> They, they sing it at every England game, so uh, yeah, it's pretty universal, I think. Neil Diamond's probably making a lot of money from royalties for that song in sports stadiums uh, around the world. And I'll loosely class darts as a sport. Let's let's do it. Let's be let's be nice. <laughs> hey, let's not... We're being positive this year. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm positive. It's January. All right, well, I'm positive that we're, we're just about done for this episode. So... Um, think about what you can do for January to reframe it for yourself. And like I said, it doesn't have to be January. You could do it any time of the year. But why not start now? And do let us know what January means to you. We'd love to know. Do comment on the website at lesbiansyouwrite.com. Facebook us, Twitter us at leshuwrite, or, or Instagram me. Or, or you can send us an email, lesbiansyouwrite at gmail.com. And I might check it every once in a while. TB will check it at some point. But, you know, life is not a race. We're being positive no. and laid back for this January, aren't we? Um, and do join us uh, next week when um, you can find out all about our goals for 2022. Well, you've already laid out them. It's all January. Yeah, January. That's it. 
<laughs> All right, until then, um, stay safe. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.